Hey y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. This is the Soul Sisters Podcast. If you're listening in for the first time, thank you for joining us. And you are now officially part of the SSP community. So welcome. And for those of you who've tuned in for previous episodes, we really appreciate your support. Many of y'all have been rocking with us since day one. And we absolutely um, just, man, adore y'all for that. So thank you. Courtney, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, today was a much, much better day than I've had, um, last week and and earlier this week. Um, so I can't complain. It's, it's, it's a good day. It's a good day. How are you? I'm doing well, uh, much better, um, headspace. And it's so interesting. I think like, um, obviously with, after graduation, right, and, and transitioning into, like, adulthood, taking on more responsibilities, but now I'm having, like, new experiences, so I've already talked about how, like, uh, I purchased, like, a washer and dryer, so just going through that whole process. Now, I'm in the process of trying to buy a new car, so, like, ooh, ooh. going through the whole auto financing process, it's very interesting. It's it's a learning experience, and I'm grateful to have the experience. I'm just sitting here like, man, if your credit history isn't, like, I mean, if you don't have enough credit history, it kind of makes it a little bit difficult mm. to to get the loan that you're looking for. So, And for me, I'm like, oh, I have good credit. Like, that's enough. Yeah. And it wasn't enough. It, it's all working out, but I, I just think having, like, these experiences – um, and it's so funny, like, you know, my, my dad is really playing like a consult role for me and mm-hmm. I appreciate him like not making this decisions for me, but like just coaching me through it mm-hmm. and allowing me to go, um, through this process, which I mean, that's how he's always been. And, and that's why, um, he's made sure I've, I have the responsibilities that I do have to prepare me for moments like this. So it's been a lot of like learning and, and continuous development and just life experiences. That's good. And it's interesting how it's all working out. So that's, that's good. I'm that's good. I'm glad mm-hmm. you're doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so y'all know we typically do kingdom versus culture, but we would be remiss to not, discuss everything that has transpired recently uh with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey and others that go unseen and unheard, right? And like culture's perspective is actually split. <laughs> you have people that support the Black Lives Matter movement and understand it and then you have people that just don't. <laughs> and Let me just put it like this. It's very simple. When it comes to kingdom, there's no tolerance for hate, no tolerance for senseless killing, no tolerance for injustice. In fact, God is a just God, right? You cannot call yourself a Christian or a believer if, if you hate 
someone um well period <laughs> but then especially <laughs> if you hate someone because of the color of their skin or, or where they come from and um it's just such a, a heavy time for many of us in particularly those that are part of the black community right and I would say this is when we're trying to we need our brothers and sisters in Christ outside of the black community to one keep us uplifted in prayer um but two take a stance with us you know like with us being kingdom ambassadors we're supposed to love the things that god loves and we're supposed to hate the things that god hates and one of the things that god's hate is the shed the shedding of innocent blood which is exactly what has been happening uh not just this year not just this decade i mean hey for you know when it comes to the black community it's been happening for centuries yeah and it's very unfortunate um Courtney, what's what's your perspective on this? Yeah, um, for one, I'll just say that it's like it's very heavy. Like all of this is very heavy. Seeing all of it um, on social media and videos, it's it's just it's really unfortunate. Very sad. Um, I, I agree with you. Plus one with you said you. There's just no way you can call yourself a Christian. There's just no way you can call yourself a Christian. And um, hate your brothers and sisters in Christ, like they're just because of their skin color, or just in general. Um, there's just no way you can do that. And I think this issue, racism, is a heart issue, and I think that needs to be um, talked about more because there's there's things that are embedded in you. There's things that are taught. Those are your morals and values that you were taught that you. Uh, grew up thinking that was right and it's absolutely wrong um and whatever way you try to justify it there's no way to justify it um i just think that there needs to be um yeah some repentance and changing of the heart in a sense mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to people that claim that they're christian and still are racist mm-hmm. yeah and and quite honestly, y'all, like we're going to continue this conversation. Like yeah. it relates to today's topic, right? So we know that these events have had a tremendous impact on the black community. And many believers, including Courtney and myself, we have to navigate through the concept of intersectionality. And that is when you identify, when you have, when you carry more than one identity. So for example, us being black and Christian. Um, and so the, our identities um, play a response or or influences the response or stance that we have when when racial issues arise. And so, Courtney, I'm curious to know how have the recent events impacted you identifying being a Christian that is black? Lol, how has it not impacted me? Is the question. Um... It's impacted me in many ways. Um, you know, you see things on social media. There's there's a lot more that has been exposed than, you know, previous weeks or whatever. There's just a lot of information. There's a lot of videos, a lot of just, there's a lot of just content out there. And with that content, um, you see different things, you feel different things. For me, I spent a lot of time being overwhelmed and angry and frustrated. But as a Christian, the Bible says never to go bed, never to go to bed angry. 
um, to like, you know, and even responding and wanting to, you know, be angry at the people, um, like the officers or, uh, the killers of, you know, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, like all of that, like you want to be so mad and so angry, but at the same time, God calls for compassion and he calls for love. And it's like, it's, it's like a, it's like you're like being pulled and it's, it's very difficult. Um, and so I've had my moments where, um, being angry, I, that's how I felt in the moment. And then God reminded me to be compassionate, even in the midst of all of this. It's like, you don't, you can't say that you hate people or you are, you know, you're against like all cops, like, which is not something that I felt, but like, you just really just truly angry and not knowing where to place that anger. Um, but also still navigating your emotions and feeling, um, and holding on to God's word and his peace and at the same time. So that's how it was. I've been impacted by it. What about you? Honestly, my identity as a Christian has impacted me more than my identity as a black person. Mm. Uh, because I hold on to that. I hold on to being a Christian more than being black. And to be quite honest, I'll be completely transparent. I And I had this conversation with someone. I said, I don't know if I'm just not caring enough. Like, I care about what's going on, and I've, I've said things publicly about it. I'm just not as involved as a lot of other people are. And when I say involved, um, like, I'm not partaking in conversations on social media about it. I'm not constantly on social media looking for content about it. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't gone out and protested. And I think for me, part of it was I was just so caught. I've been so caught up in myself and the things that I've had to deal with. I didn't want to direct my energy towards that because it's exhausting. Um, but then another part of it is it's just like, it's unfortunate that it's happen happening, but I can't I can't let this stop me. Like I can't let this take all my energy. I can't let this drain me because I know there's other things that I need to be attentive to in terms of uh, what I should be focusing on. So I've been very intentional on not being on social media as much. I try to filter through the noise as much as possible. Um, cause it's a lot. And I even asked myself the question, like, Imani, should you be doing more? Should you be caring more? And it's not that I don't care. It's just my way of caring is expressed differently than others. Mm -hmm. So I may not be out there protesting about it. Oh, but best believe I'm in this house tearing away and praying and praying and, 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 and doing whatever God prompts me to do, but I'm not at the forefront I'm I'm just not in and, and I think that's okay. Not everyone, not everyone's meant to be in the forefront. Um, I am perfectly fine with it. To be completely honest, I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I mean, there was a po there was a point where I was like, uh, okay, homegirl, what what are you like feeling? Are you what what's what's going on? I had to like gut check myself, but I understand we can pick and choose what consumes our energy, and quite frankly, I don't want any of that and when I say that the comments on social media the arguments any of that 
I don't want that draining my energy. Why would I waste my time arguing with fools? The Bible talks about that. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Other people do. I just don't. So that's that's how it's impacted me. Mm. How I think we sort of talked about this, but how have you responded or coped with the different identities you have during mm-hmm. this time? We sort of we sort of talked about that. Yeah. Well, naturally, as a black person but not only like not only being black but having a black father having black cousins and i and for me i've been surrounded by um great black men my entire life i don't have a negative perception on black men um which i think is almost sort of contrary to a lot of people especially many women um so of yeah, it hits close to home when I know that, you know, George Floyd could have very much so been my father, could have very much so been my, my cousin or my uncle. Um, so it affects me in that way. And even thinking about having kids and, and, and having to give my kids the talk, mm-hmm. um, you know, at such an early age. If you're black, you know what the talk is. Yeah. If you are not black, I'm going to suggest that you Google PNG's commercial called the talk and you will understand mm-hmm. um and so i think about it in that sense but honestly like and this has been my whole perspective on just this year in general not only for my personal life but everything that's going on with you know covid and now this and god has really been telling me this since literally since the beginning of the year He's been saying, even in this, I will get all the glory. And that's been my stance on it. That, that's honestly been my stance on it. I understand it looks crazy. Things things are not how we want them to be. And it's so interesting because I see a parallel between the world and my life. I see a parallel between uh, the unprecedented times in the world and the unexpected things that are happening in my life. And now my mindset is like, hmm. God is really setting himself up to show out. And yeah. that's that's how I look at it. And regardless of what's going on in the world, the Bible still says the earth is, is full of his goodness. So the bad does not outweigh the good. And I take hold on to that. And I also understand I'm in, I'm in this world. I'm not of it. And, and that's that's how that has that is what keeps me going, quite frankly. And this, this is so interesting Ever since the, the, you know, the recent killings of all the victims, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, honestly, when I wake up in the morning, it's like a, a different type of joy. It's a different type of peace, which is insane. I can't explain it. I can't, and I, I can't even fully comprehend it, but the, I'm just leaning really heavy on my faith right now. Mm. How have you responded with the different identities that you have. <laughs> I teeter back and forth. I, like I said, I have those moments where I'm, I'm like every other black person on my feed and I'm, and I'm upset and I'm overwhelmed and I'm nervous and I'm scared. Um, I have those moments. And then I have those moments where I'm just like, God is God and he hasn't stopped being God in the midst of this. So he, he, he's got the whole world in his hands. He like, 
and I would tell people that asked me how I felt. I would, when the, when the moments I wasn't caught up in my feelings, I would say like this, this didn't catch God by surprise. Like none of this has caught God by surprise. And in the midst of it, he's working. So I teetered, I teetered back and forth. Um, like when everything happened, it was, it was 80%. Uh, no, okay. I say 70, 30, 70 of like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. And then as soon as I get off of that, those feelings, I, I get, get back and ground myself. Um, but that was because, and I think it was like that for me, at least because it was so around me. It was so much around me. So with work, I had put a autoresponder to my email, um, stating that, um, they should expect, oh, uh, just like, a what is it? A delay in response, um, less than vocal participation in calls and my need to log off when it, when I get overwhelmed. Um, that was a template that was sent to me, um, from one of my mentors and like, Oh, like it's been a hard week for me. I can only imagine how hard it is for you. And it's like, I didn't need you to tell me that my company held a moment of silence for the victims. And so that was another thing I was like, it's just in my face. And so a lot of the time I was feeling a lot, I was just feeling very overwhelmed. And, but then to allow myself to get off that overwhelmness high, whatever, I would have to ground myself and ground myself in the word. Um, so like I said, I, how I coped with it, I had, I had to use me being a Christian to cope with it, even though I allowed my emotions to fluctuate majority with that identity of being black and being nervous and being scared and, you know, thinking of my sister going to the air force and what is that going to look like for her? And like all of these things that I've thought about, you know, family, cousins, brother, dad, like all of these, all of these things that I had going on in my head, but that's how I coped and responded. So, yeah. Did you find that thinking about your identity as a black person was exhausting? Did that exhaust you in any way? Yeah. Um, especially when people make it clear to you that you're black, <laughs> like that, like responding to me saying, Oh, it's been a hard week for me. I can only imagine how hard it is for you. It's like, yeah, cause I'm black. Like, um, and realizing what does my blackness mean to me? Like, how do I, and, and, and there's so many things that I saw content wise on social media that allowed me, um, to like do some introspection of like how I show up as a black woman as a black person there's things that there'll be like nine things you don't say to a black woman or nine things black women have to think about um before x y and z and I was like I didn't I didn't think that I navigate this way but I do or like I want to wear my natural hair on an interview that's something that I think about but I never thought like oh like that is something I have to think about because I'm a black woman and I have naturally curly hair that those are things that were just sort of in my face that whole week. Um, traveling. What is, is it safe for black people? Whatever country I'm looking at, how are black people treated in these countries? And I didn't realize that that's something that I do naturally, but a lot of it is because I'm black and it's just so interesting. And that's, that's how, um, it was very overwhelming. Like realizing like, dang, I do a lot of stuff simply because I'm black or I have to do a lot of stuff because I'm black. I'm curious. How do you, 
demonstrate or own your blackness. In regard, where? Just Anywhere? In or just, and do you have team meetings in there? At, like, what is your favorite food? Chicken is my favorite food. And not because I'm black. Oh, my God. Because- you do not say that. Oh, no. Jesus. I mean- <laughs> Imani, I say chicken Alfredo most of the time, but no, it, you I do. Chicken. No, I know I do. No, you I do. Chicken. I say chicken Alfredo, but I say I love. Chi- I say chicken Alfredo starting, but I'll say I love chicken in every kind of way. Like, and not, and that's just me. Like, I'm not gonna lie and say yeah, my favorite food. My favorite food is <laughs> kale and spinach mix. Like, it's not. Like, it's not my favorite food. I wear my natural hair. Um, that's another part of my blackness. Um, and then even working from home, I have no need to take out my twist. My hair is out right now. Simply for the fact that I got to wash my hair. So if like, I have no re like, and this is not even just a Courtney thing. I've realized this along with my mentors that have worked at Google for a while. I have my twist. I'll put my twist up. I have a headband, but I don't feel the need to, okay, make myself look. Like, like, I don't know, like to have my hair out, to have it, whatever, simply because I'm, I'm working from home. Most of the time, like I'm, I am sitting on my couch working and you want to jump on a call with me at 7.30 AM or 8 or AM or whatever time it may be, you're going to get authentic Courtney and I can be, and I can still show up with twists, with my hair pulled up, whatever. And I can still be a, the bomb on a call. I can still present the best document that doesn't change anything about my work ethic i am courtney with the twist in or with the twist out i'm courtney that loves fried chicken i love baked chicken i am courtney that is from south carolina and i have that south carolina accent i like and that is what it is like even for a team meeting for our team weekly fund i um orchestrated we did birth maps i talked about south carolina and why i love south carolina why because it's the south and what do we have in the south all right a whole bunch of stuff and that is why and that and that and me being black is something let's not let's not go there i don't like the south and that's that's an issue and that is her issue i do not like the south and that is her the prayer is listen y'all intercessors intercessors intercede with me the prayer is for the lord to take me back up north that's the prayer sorry to cut you off if you didn't know by now y'all i don't like the south continue Uh, the south is home there is no other place i'd rather be so thanks for sharing just i was just curious to see what your response was going to be yep man honestly and i say this is part of my brand my curly hair my natural curly hair i take pride in it i have a very uh detailed uh wash day routine so and i i embrace it and i embrace it in in the workplace and on zoom calls now i will say this you're not gonna catch me with twisting um because i very much so understand that uh the industry that i'm in and even the the making a shift um in career paths images everything and i even hold on to that being a black person um i feel as though i gotta show up even if you know tom got electric green dye hair dyed hair i'm i'm not i'm never gonna do that i'm always going to look um i'm always gonna present my best self 
And I feel like that's just something I have to do because I'm black. I'm not, I, and I just, and I'm not knocking you because that's what you do, but I just know for me, um, I, I have to present my best self because I know what it looks like when, when, you, when you don't. And I've, I've heard conversations about people um, who didn't, you know, present themselves in a professional way or what others deem professional, which I know um, that's very subjective. I don't want to be part of that conversation. I don't want to be the focal point of that conversation. You can say what you want about Imani, but you're never going to be able to say she's unkept, that she doesn't present herself um, in in a way where I just look a hot mess. Because to, to some people, having the bonnet on, having the scarf on, um, having the plaques and, and keeping it down, not necessarily pulling up, but keeping the plaques down, that looks a hot mess to some people. And at the end of the day... When this organization is the one that is writing my paychecks, tell, call call me a sellout. But hey, y'all, I'm just, I just I just know I, just I gotta like, present my best self. I just feel like your best self doesn't have to do with okay, like my hair is out. Like I just feel like my best self is me showing up, being present, knowing my stuff, knowing the the project that I'm working on, knowing. The, what my deliverables are. I feel like, yes, people may see whatever. However, you can't tell me nothing if I'm I'm presenting and I know everything you need to know to sell your product or, a, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I think it's easier now to get away with that because we're on Zoom, but are you going to be the one that they pick to do the presentation if you look a hot mess? If they think saying, you look a hot mess. And when I'm saying hot mess, hot mess is if I just... If I'm laying in the bed with my bonnet on, that's what I'm thinking. But I think in this Zoom environment, I think a lot of black women have shifted to the let me be more lax. No. Lo- okay, and at least at, at least, my organization. At least my organization. Because okay. we're, we're, you know, I had a call with my mentor yesterday. I mean, and also the company culture as well. We're very lax. So yeah. I had a call with my that's mentor. True. She had a, what is it? Um... What is that? A visor. Her mm-hmm. hair was in a big old puff. And we like we don't dress up like we mm-hmm. never dressed up. But mm-hmm. I can wear a college T-shirt and be just fine. Mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. we don't do the but the the business cash. We've never done okay, the business. I'm not thing. doing business casual on a Zoom call. I'm just saying the way Imani. Listen, you gonna and see that's Imani's fair. You're going to see Imani's hair done. You're going to see you. My, my face will be washed. There will not be any crust in my eyes. I'm of just going to present my best self. I don't. I it honestly, it wouldn't sit right with me if I didn't. And I'm saying, yes, you can, I think, yes, I totally agree with you. I think in my perspective is my best self is I'm not laying in the bed. I've washed my face. I've taken a shower. I'm not just like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Because I think that's also like professionalism right now. Like, and that's, that's a whole nother conversation of what's deemed professional, what's not by other people's standards. And I think, I think as black women, black people, we have to get to a point where like, white standards of professionalism cannot be that like always be that standard okay well when it's not these white people paying your paychecks then maybe so but until then my hair gonna be done so we could that's this is a whole nother episode topic but i just wanted what what courtney you tell listen i'm sorry because at the end of the day that organization's cutting my paychecks I mean, yes, but I just feel like so, maybe because we work at two different companies. In my head, I'm like, 
Ain't no way. They, like, people say that, but come on. Y'all know darn well if y'all's money is on the line. Come on. Come on. But that's the thing. My money shouldn't be, my money should never be on the line if I got twist or not. Like, and honestly, I think people would be like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I think for me. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. That's the reality that we're in. That's the world that we're in. There we go. So what am I going to do until I have my own business? Well, even then, I'm still going to be looking the bomb. But what am I going to do? I'm going to make sure that nobody cannot say anything about Imani looking unprofessional because now my reputation's on the line i'm just saying so moving on no we gonna stop here because we can go on forever and ever but you know since we're talking about our blackness my question to you because this is something i've seen a lot on social media are you a christian or black first (laughs) this is an interesting question i've seen this on twitter as well I have to really think about this. Um, and I think I have to really think about this, honestly. And I think what I what I really what it really boiled down to for me is. And I, I, I it sort of sucks that I had to get to this point, but I was like, it's not going to matter if I'm black or white in heaven. Like, it's just not. So um, those are the things God's going to judge me against so i i'm a christian first which is not always the easiest especially in this time like i said it was 70 30 for me of of feeling i'm black and i gotta just oh it's not always the easiest however when you look of the grand the grand scheme of things and i close my eyes god is not gonna ask me when i get to heaven were you black or were you white? He's not going to ask me that. He's going to ask, did you do my will? That's what he's going to ask. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I got to be able to give him an answer. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, I'm Christian. I Honestly, it kind of shocks me that this is even like a question or a discussion or even like um, it's it was for me, I didn't realize that this would even be a difficult question for you to answer or anyone else. It wasn't, it It, wasn't difficult. I think it was just something like, I have never seen it framed that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you black or are you Christian first? It's like, huh? So it wasn't hard. I think for me to make an educated decision, not decision, but to say, I think I had to like, think about it. And I think that is what, um, that is that is the thing that's catching me off guard because I've seen other people responding that way, and for me, it's like, what is there to, what is there to think about? Um, because this this body that we're in is temporary. We're we're gonna get new bodies in heaven. It's it's just a shell. At the end of the day, it's not my blackness that's saving me. It is not that's my fair. blackness that is keeping me. It is not my blackness that is giving me peace or joy or. Sh- it's not my blackness. It's it's my um uh, it's my soul being anchored in the Lord. It's it's having the Holy Spirit. It's having salvation. Um, granted, I love being black, but I'm I'm a believer first. And that's my take on it. I think that's a very that's very fair to say. Um yeah, I just think when it was posed, the question was posed because I, 
I've never had to think about this. When the question is posed, it's sort of like, it's sort of like choosing, like, it is choosing. Like, it is choosing. It is choosing. But should it be that difficult of a choice? I'm it's asking. Not, it's not a difficult choice, but when you've never had to choose, it's like, oh, huh. Mm. You know what I mean? Not like I'm choosing, you know, like whatever, but it's it's when it's posed to you, when it's never been posed, it's like, huh. Especially in the climate that we're in, that's when I first saw I was like, huh. And especially when your emotions are high with being black and it's like, wait a minute, let me take myself down a little bit. At the end of the day, being a Christian is the most important thing, right? So I think it was just like a, the way that it was posed, it was just like, interesting. Mm. Not like it was a hard decision to make. Mm. I see. So what's something that you would like to express to believers who are not black in relation to recent events? Support your black brothers and sisters in Christ. Learn. There's so many resources out there to learn. Love, um, love us during this time because it's even as being a Christian, and we, you know, you you hold on to God's love and His unchanging hand. But sometimes we need that. You know, I got you. I know I, I love you. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we need that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that would be really, really good. And I think just learning and asking God to. Uh, reveal the things in their hearts that may be there that they don't know the biases or whatever mm, that's good it's like hey god what are some things that i feel that i don't know that i feel or i may know that i feel um regarding my brothers and sisters in christ my black brothers and sisters in christ and help me rectify those help me to fix those things help me correct my heart clean my heart from those things um so that'd be something i would ask what about mm. you same sentiments as you, really um, having empathy, um, understanding it's not about us hating white people or, no, or any other all. race, right? More so seeking to understand. You know, I had an interesting um, <laughs> lunch meeting at work, and it was actually uh, a Bible study group. And y'all, I've been getting calendar invites for this since... You know, the Rona has happened and I just had not been part of it for whatever reason. Last week, I felt led to do it. And so I joined. Granted, there are other black people that's on the invite. I just so happy to be the only black person to be on the call that day. So, like, I already knew what it was going to be. And honestly, as much as I appreciate uh, people wanting to understand and asking questions, I don't like being the spokesperson for the yep. entire black community because yep. clearly the way I'm di- I'm handling it is different than mm-hmm. how Courtney is handling it. It's going to be different than how Keisha handling it. It's going to be different than how Tyrone handling it. Clearly, like, you know, um, but it was a very powerful moment. And I could just tell that, you know, they were moved with compassion, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is exactly how Christ operated. Um, and I can tell that they were feeling um, the burdens of of their black brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that the Bible talks about. So continuing to do that um, is what 
I say we need right now. And like, and like we said for in Kingdom versus culture, like taking a stance and, and being vocal. Um, I think, you know, white pastors, Latino pastors, Asian yeah. pastors, like you have to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not only those who have black members, but even if you don't have any black members, yeah. you still have to say something because at the end of the day, regardless of our race and ethnicity, we're, 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 tied Mm -hmm. together by the blood that's what makes us family Mm -hmm. so that's what i would say that's good Mm -hmm. that's good what is something you would like to express to uh believers who are black in regards to recent events what i would neck roll that she just did did i just do a neck roll you did i didn't mean to um (laughs) some would say that's the black woman (laughs) in me (laughs) the neck roll um I would say, remember that salvation is for everyone. What do I mean by that? Yeah. I would say, let me, I, mm, mm. I'm not going to go off on a soapbox, but I would say forgiveness is for everyone. Yep. So what do I, Imani, well, what do you mean good. by that? That's mm, good. Let me tell you. That's good. So for the police officers that were involved mm-hmm. in the killing of George Floyd, Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor, for the white men that were responsible for the killing of Ahmaud Arbery, mm-hmm. if they were to go to God, confess their faults, repent, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, yep. guess what's gonna happen, y'all? They're gonna be saved. They're gonna be part of they gonna be part of the family. They're gonna be our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's exactly Period. what's going to happen. And for those of us that are believers and are black, we have to understand that. Yeah. We, like, there's no exception. Like, God is not going to shun them away. Yeah. Um, And that is one thing that I want us to keep in mind. Yeah. Obviously, what they've done is horrendous. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Bible says where sin increases, grace increases all the more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that's what I would say. That's good. And to add on to that, I would even say we can't we have no place to judge in this space. The the things that they did horrendous. But if we wrote down every single sin we did, like, let's be honest, we have asked God for forgiveness and things like that. It's, it works the same way for even for those who do the most heinous crimes. So we cannot put ourselves in a place of judgment uh, where we feel like they are not worthy of God's love and God's salvation or forgiveness because none of us are. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like, I would like to express basically, I think in this time, sometimes, and even having this conversation, I've realized that I leaned more into like my emotions than just standing on the word. And I think uh, even I've seen people that are a part of Christ- influencer, Christian, Christian, Christian influencers, whatever. They have also have responded in ways where I was actually very shocked because they, it wasn't from a compassionate or um, loving place that I would have thought, you know, influencer Christians would respond 
too. This is why I hush, don't like social hush, media. Because social media has given everyone a pulpit, and I don't like it. Hush. Continue, though. So, like, I think that's something that we have to consider. We have to be... We have to be um, images of Christ in the world and we have to show compassion. We have to show love. We have to show grace, even when it hurts, even when it doesn't feel good. We have to show those things because that's what that's what Christ does for us on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, just right. Look, Jesus up there now interceding for us because he know we all got issues. All of <laughs> us. So. So what Courtney and I recently uh, just discussed actually relates to our Bible verse of the week. And I'm going to read it in two different translations um, because I think it'll help us understand it holistically. So it's coming from Acts 10, 34. And the New Living Translation says, Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. The New King James Version says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Where is this coming from? So, um, in the Bible, Jesus is referenced as the king of the Jews. So, essentially, Jesus was here, yes, to save all of us, but minister specifically to um, the Jewish people. Whereas, um, Paul was actually the one that was uh, sent to minister to the Gentiles. But before that happened, Peter understands that, hey, salvation is just not for the Jews, it's for the Gentiles as well. And this is Peter's response to a a Gentile soldier who was highly favored by the Jews receiving salvation. And God says to him, hey, what what I've called clean, don't say it's unclean. Um, Essentially telling him like, hey, salvation is for everyone. And that's the point that we want to get here today, right? We understand that there is a lot going on um, with it that is affecting the black community, right? It's creating a lot of tension between the black and white community. It's creating a lot of tension between the black community and the police force. It's creating a lot of tension between, heck, a lot of people in church, right? We have to understand that it is the blood that connects us. It is the blood that saves. It's not our race. It's not our ethnicity. It's not our title. It's not our position. It's not even the amount of money that we can give in church. It is the blood that saves us all. And God wants everyone to have salvation. The Bible talks about he wants no one to perish, right? Salvation is for everyone, right? And I know that we, and I said this before, but I really want us to understand, hey, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord and you ask for forgiveness, it's done. Mm -hmm. And it's that simple. It's done. And that's for everybody. And we have to understand it. I understand that being black right now is a challenge. And not even just right now. It's just, listen, it's just, it's rough as soon as we come out the womb for whatever reason. I don't know. But um, we have to take hold onto our faith. Right. And we have to uh, uh, make sure that we firmly understand God's will for everyone. And he wants everyone to receive salvation. So really just take hold on to that, despite the emotions that you may feel or even the burdens that you carry on a day. We carry on a day to day basis as black people. But understand that salvation is meant for everybody. Everybody. That's good, mama. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all going to lead us in prayer before we close out. 
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a God that shows no favoritism. Thank you that we are all connected by the blood of Jesus um, for those that believe in you, God. I pray that the race tension, all of these things are under uh, under your control, God. I pray that things are being revealed and the hearts of peoples are being changed, Lord. And I pray that you can continue to connect um, our brothers and sisters in Christ together to make sure that we are living um, this life the way that you want us to live and in accordance to your will, God. And I pray that the things um, that the, the victims' families are experiencing, God, I pray that you give them peace and love and um, overwhelm them, Lord, with, with just your your mercy and your, and your peace, God. So we just thank you in advance for all that you're doing in the midst of this chaos, God. You're such a good, good father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, y'all, slide in our DMs. Hit us up. We really want to know what you think about um, this week's episode and even our previous episodes. But I think we, we touched on um, a lot of heavy things in this episode and, and somewhat controversial things, I would say. So, curious to hear um, y'all's feedback. If there's any topics that y'all want us to talk about, uh, slide in our DMs or head to the link in our for our link tree in our instagram bio uh but until then take care y'all bye bye y'all